Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Right, hello. That's it. Tottenham have broken the spell, the cycle, the consecutive away defeats in Europe. We've won nil-nil away at Eintracht Frankfurt. A weirdly noisy, annoying-sounding German stadium. I don't care. You know, I, I, I was getting dug out on Twitter for saying this, being called some sort of basic English fan. Look, our Northern European brothers are not a, not an oppressed people, all right? This is not punching down. It is completely fine to criticise their silly little flag-waving, insist, incessant, monotone chanting. Shut up. That whistling noise they were making in the second half. Jesus Christ. Um, lad called Cole said to me on Twitter, he's actually there, just said it's absolutely deafening in the stadium. Um, but anyway, Spurs, yeah, we as I say, we won 0-0. It was a, a weirdly frustrating game in some respects, but I've come away from that actually feeling a bit more positive uh, than after the, the North London derby defeat. Unsurprisingly, I wonder why that is. Um, but, <laughs> sorry, I'm really quite delirious. I'm very tired. I got up very early this morning. Couldn't sleep very well. That's another story. Um I felt that we we approached the game in a slightly different fashion. I think Conte, for all his, you know, he had that tetchy kind of pre-match press conference where he took umbrage of people talking about his defensive football and whether or not you know the fans wanted him to play Spence and calling him, saying that he's not stupid. That's why he's not playing Doherty, which I thought was a bit unnecessary. If I'm going to be honest, um, but, but regardless did feel like he instructed the players to be a lot more aggressive today. Uh, I mean, maybe it's the players responding, but I, you know, I I think we put everything in the hands of Antonio Conte now, right? Um, It was good. Romero was really kind of aggressive. I I felt in the first half in particular, was really kind of giving us an additional thrust. Um, We'll get into it. We'll get into individuals a bit more in a minute. Um, you know how this one goes, but yeah, just annoying. It's it's it, the frustration is that we missed a lot of really good chances, a lot of really good chances. Um, one of those days where it just we just couldn't get that right shot on target, you know. Um, but we created chances, we moved the ball about pretty nicely. Eventually, uh, the fuck. Some of the passing in the first half, it was like a flashback to the kind of death throes of the Mourinho era when we just seemed totally unable to string two or three passes together, just short passes. Um, it was really, really sloppy in places. A lot of unforced errors, which seems to be 
So if he just had some sort of horrible, it wasn't like a burp. You know, when something is kind of like half, a half burp, I would say, when you kind of, air is just escaping. Um, if you heard any grotesque noises, that's what that was. I tried to shield it, but here we go. You know, we're all friends here, aren't we? Um, what the hell was I going on about? We created some good chances. We didn't put them away, did we? No. And that's kind of annoying. It's really annoying. It would have been, obviously it would have been nice to win this, but you know what I mean? It would have been great to have come away from from Frankfurt with a win. I was pretty anxious going into this one, but really we are miles better than them. We probably should have won on the balance play, but we didn't, you know, we didn't. So whatever, there's no, no point kind of going back on it like that. But I think there's plenty to be positive about in the wake of that because after that Arsenal game and just kind of the way it's felt, should we say the vibe, the vibe, and I mean that in the in the traditional sense, that's not me trying to be kind of, how do you do fellow kids? The vibe coming out of Tottenham was not an overly positive one and... You know, that's kind of to be expected after you've just taken a, you know, a humbling from your most hated rivals. But um, we got it. We, we did a good job tonight. We did do a good job. Um, felt like we were going up through the gears again. Felt like we were kind of getting a bit of our rhythm back. Yeah, I'm. I'm overall. I'm. I'm pretty happy with that. Let's. Uh, let's go through the players. Right, Tottenham, Frankfurt. So look right. Eintracht Frankfurt. I'd be interested to know how everyone's gotten on out there. Um, good friend of mine, Jack. Jack House, Debaser ninety two. He's out there. Um, he doesn't seem to have reported any trouble or anything but I do know they're, they're supposedly a bit of a tasty side our old Eintracht Frankfurt I've seen some people I think I saw some German Spurs fans on Twitter basically say they're kind of a bit of a Chelsea West Ham Millwall of Germany got a really questionable element in their fan base and just yeah not particularly nice team so kind of jump away from I've been saying in ahead of this that they're kind of like the German Spurs because they don't win stuff and it's Eintracht-y you know but apparently it's not apparently they're actually quite scummy so we'll get away from them um Hugo Lloris better couldn't have been much worse um than the other day didn't have an awful lot to do he made that one save from the the opportunity it looked like it was offside early on in the second half um I don't know how the hell he managed to break the offside trap, the attacker, but they pinged a lovely little ball for him. He had that kind of semi-acrobatic, I say semi-acrobatic me, sat here, a large man podcasting. Um, semi-acrobatic. Uh, <laughs> uh, the the acrobatic attempt on goal, which Larice palmed away but I did not I'm not gonna lie I, <laughs> when Luis made that save I did instantly think of Garth Crooks <laughs> saying uh, his his comments this week how he said that Hugo Luis makes a lot of uh, makes a lot of easy saves look difficult because <laughs> um, yeah basically you know saves for the camera that type of thing the old 
trope that they chuck at goalkeepers. But yeah, decent performance. Um, fine. We'll talk. We can talk more about Larice in depth of like one of the one of the one of the two person pods because um, I think there is a, a sort of conversation opening up there about him. Christian Romero, miles better today. I thought looked much more like his old self. Um, whether he's been playing within himself, if he's trying to avoid injury for Argentina, you know, one of the conspiracy theories that I may or may not have been floating on WhatsApp. Um, or whether or not it's anything to do with what is it like? A, um, when Conte said you know he plays with a hot heart or something, but he needs to start playing with his head, not his heart. Blah blah blah. And he, he, I think he reflected on that, saying he's trying to calm down his game and whatever. But felt like that went out the window again tonight. And you know what? Like, just kind of stick with that, lad. We've seen, we've seen kind of like young players kind of dampen their fires if you like we saw it with Rooney back in the day we saw it with Deli Ali to a certain extent like just you know if it's the the caliente that kind of gets you going lad then fucking just run with it um more more of that tonight Eric Dyer again just a very Eric Dyer performance just like solid dependable did his job did everything he needed to do I feel like there was one moment when he was uh he had one little wobble where he didn't really clear the ball very cleanly um and i think eric dyer's importance to the team is is really highlighted when early in the first half he kind of jarred his knee a bit and he it looked like he was i mean this was like opening minutes of the game and he sort of i think he like signaled to the sidelines or something like that and the commentary team picked up on it and instantly like my heart sunk you know, I was like, oh, fuck. It wasn't that kind of, it wasn't that same kind of feeling that you get when a player that you, you know you rely upon, but you kind of think, well, let's roll the dice. Let's see what somebody else can do. I, I, would, I, would just, I wouldn't want to lose Eric Dyer at the moment. You know, really wouldn't want to. I think he's been one of our best players this year. Um, just like I say, steady Eddie, dependable, solid. Pinging, again, pinging a good few balls around as well. Um we we know he's got a good range of passing on him. He's he he's you know he's a, he's a good footballer at Dyer. So it was good to see him sort of starting to show that off. Clement Longley again another solid performance. He he was you know what by the end he was lucky not to have been sent off. Um, I actually missed how he got his first yellow card. Uh, I'm not quite sure where that came from. I do want to say this referee tonight was fucking appalling, utterly fucking appalling to the to the to the point where I'd actually tweeted that I think he was on the take because some bizarre, bizarre decisions. Giving them a free kick when they were just fouling Kane. Uh, sort of, I think it was either towards the end of the first half or start of the second half. There was like a tussle, you know, near the centre circle. Just, there was no no case whatsoever to be made for, for Kane being the, the offender in that situation. But yep, the, the referee made it booking Hoybier for handing off a player just some bizarre decisions um but Clement Longley yeah I don't know where he got his first yellow card from I can't honestly I can't remember but the second one that they missed and we took him off like immediately after it as well he should have been certainly it was another yellow card um so yeah just keep that in check a bit and it was it was 
it would have been a silly one as well. It would have been annoying to see him get sent off for that. Um, so just keep your head, lad, because he, he had a good game otherwise, I thought. Um, much like Dyer, kind of solid, dependable. It was it was good performance from our from our defenders again today. Um, Emerson Royale, you know, I could t- I could lump him and Richarlison in together, but I think Richarlison's a slightly different one. But I just felt Arahan's side was just was ineffective. Um, look, this I completely get right that. And I agree, there's there's two different arguments here, right? Because I I tweeted my sort of dissatisfaction with Conte once again. And he was asked, he was prompted um, to comment on Jed Spence. So, you know, I, 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 there's only so far I can go in my criticism of him responding to that. But I still feel like when he comes to talking about Jed Spence, just tone it down a bit, mate. Like, you don't need to, he, he's a 19-year-old. We get it. You didn't want you didn't want him. He wasn't part of your plans. It's a club signing. You've made you've made that abundantly clear. But he is yours now. Transfer windows shut. Looks like a talented player. Like if you don't want to play him, fine. But just maybe just don't don't go so in depth in the kind of public kind of explanation as to why. Because um, it just feels like a put down. And it's clearly not. It's clearly not landing, right? We've seen his sister sort of messaging about it, kind of a messaging. Fucking hell! Put something on her Instagram story uh, about it in the week, which you know, family members are going to do that. I find it annoying. You know, I find it annoying when family members do that. Um, if I was a, if I was a professional in that, in any sense, and I had like anyone in my family kind of sharing kind of grievances about my job publicly it, it would it would be irritating remember um brian lamella in the early days when he always used to have his say on everything like it just it gets a bit irritating um but she's done one thing and whatever you know it's her brother at the end of the day she loves him and she's gonna sort of stick up for him um it's beside the point you know doesn't matter what we're gonna do like <laughs> Tell his sister not to to do it. You know, she, she can do whatever she wants. Um, but yeah, sort of stop digging, stop digging Jeff Spence out because as many people have made this point, we talk about him not being ready, but are Emerson's performances looking ready? And I, I'm sort of on the side of things where I think that I think the criticism of Emerson is quite pronounced. I think it's quite over the top. In places, I think he's a solid player. I think he's a fine-ish player. I do think the past few games, he's his performances have been subpar. Um, so you know, but it doesn't look like he's going to bring Doherty in anytime soon. I mean, I guess he's going to have to in the league. But again, it, an oddly unnecessary comment. I felt um, it. It may be if I'm to give him the benefit of the doubt, it may be a kind of a. A, a sort of turn of phrase that isn't or just you know a kind of a way of speaking that may be just sort of lost in translation you know the headline has been taken of course I'm I'm not stupid I didn't play Doherty I want to win games but maybe you know maybe it's I don't know if anybody you know if any Italians are listening maybe you know maybe there's a there's a 
there's a there's an inflection to this that's 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 being missed because it, it feels oddly harsh, especially for a player that he actually seemed to take a you know a bit of a fancying to. Um Hoybier, sensational today, I thought. I thought he was I thought honestly, I thought he was yeah, I thought he was man of the match for us. I really did. I thought he was I thought he was absolutely brilliant. I thought he compl- I thought he commanded the midfield. I thought he was playing well kind of going forwards as well, picking out decent passes, breaking up a lot of like Frankfurt's play. He was everywhere. He was a menace. Um his fitness is unbelievable. One thing that he he deserves so much more credit for is his fitness. He's there week in, week out, um, always giving 110%. Sensational performance for him today. I I really did think he was brilliant. Um, It was just nice to see him playing more as as an all-round midfielder. Uh, Because that was something I was moaning about after the Arsenal game, that him and Benzenko just seemed to be reduced to people who tackle. But he seemed a lot more than that today. Um, yellow card completely unjustified, like ridiculous, fucking ridiculous decision. But fantastic performance from him, man of the match for me. Um, ben Tanker, great as well. I've just just short Hoybier, but brilliant. He he made that one sur- like beautiful surging run um, in the second half that Son didn't do anything with really frustratingly but yeah another another great performance he uh he's a funny one Ben Tanker man like I still like even like physically I can't quite work him out I can't I still can't quite work out what type of player he is other than really good um I don't I a lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Couldn't say if we're definitely utilizing him in the correct way or the best way, but he's making a fucking damn good job of it and he makes it really hard to to drop right I really want to see Basuma I really want to see Skip actually I didn't talk about Skip after the North London Derby pod um because I just kind of went through who had started and then I just whatever it's hard enough recording that one as it is um but Skip when he came on looked he looked really tidy really good um so I would but I think Skip is a more natural replacement for Hoybier yeah, like I say, he seems to be the Terminator, so maybe he won't need a rest. But you know, maybe maybe we could see the the Skip Basuma um, double pivot. <laughs> see him against maybe in the Carling Cup or something like that. Carling Cup, Carabao Cup. Uh, but really, really impressive Hoybier and Bentancur today. And it's funny, like the the you know surprise surprise when our actual midfield seems to 
have have more have, have more run of it. Um, we look better as a team overall. Even Perisic, yeah, uh, a so-so performance. The extra inch lads, um, Windy in particular, is not not particularly happy with Perisic at the moment, and I wasn't sure how much I shared his his criticism of him. Um, I still think Perisic is one of our better players. I think for his age, I think just for a player in general, his fitness is still pretty unbelievable. Um, one of Windy's main points was, um, you know, I'm not just completely like calling out Windy, I'm just commenting on, I'd listened to their pod today. Um, yeah, his one-on-one defending isn't the best. And yeah, I probably agree with that. But the funny thing is I've always sort of seen Perisic, I guess more as a more sort of advanced player anyway. Uh, perhaps somebody on the, in another team setup would be playing where Son's playing for us right now. Um, but he whipped in a couple of really decent balls tonight. I thought he was, you know, industrious down the wing. Decent performance, really decent performance. And Sessegnon, who replaced him, actually looked really bright in the uh, in the time that he was on the pitch. And I, I do want to see more from Sessegnon again. I really like Sessegnon. Um, like I said, I think he's got a high ceiling. I am starting to, you know, I, I had when Sessegnon had his run in the team, I was starting to lose a bit of patience with his. And it sounds harsh, man. He, you know, he's just a human being at the end of the day, but he's also a highly paid professional athlete. So you have to sort of reserve your sympathy in a, I guess, in a in a slightly different way, I suppose. Um, but it seemed to be that it's it's constantly with Sessegnon. It's his self belief, and it kind of comes a point where I just sort of want him to just kind of believe in himself and just just go with it, you know? Because um, you can't wait around forever at this level. But I like him. I think, you know, there's there's a, there's a real player there in Sessegnon. Um But Perisic as well, yeah, good performance tonight. It was unlucky he didn't sort of end with an assist because he provided a, a lot of decent kind of opportunities for us. Um, Richarlison... Not a very good performance from him tonight, I didn't think. He was he tried, you know, he was trying I think he's getting a bit frustrated being out on the wing the way he is. He's trying to make the most of it. But, you know, the ball the ball was just not sticking to his feet at all. It didn't seem like he could just get a proper handle on it and make a decent run. And every time he did kind of get the ball, he was just running into players. Um, I seem to recall him playing a few decent little passes here and there. We're starting to see a few of like Conte's automations coming out. I felt um, and Richarlison, I, f- I felt like he did play a few neat kind of one-two touch passes here and there. But overall, it was a pretty frustrating night for him. I felt he, uh, yeah, he didn't share himself in glory. And I don't think it's entirely his fault. I think he's kind of been asked to play in a position that uh, I've said it, uh, you know, probably about a thousand times in this pod now. I do think he's a rotation option for Kane in an ideal world. I think he is that focal point of an attack. Um, and he's trying his best where he is at the moment, but I just don't think he's that well suited to it personally. So, you know, I don't, I don't, Sort of dig him out too much or anything like that, but yeah, probably one to one to forget, one to sort of you know, on we go to the next for Richarlison. 
Uh, much the same for Son, I would say. Son, similar thing with Richarlison, just didn't seem like he could ever get the ball to stick to his feet. He uh, yeah, was really sloppy with quite a lot of his dribbling at times. I can't tell if he's just tired or if time is just catching up with him. But even on the break, sometimes it looks like he's just he's not quite as quick as he was just a few months ago. Um, and mostly, it's just he was just very profligate. There was that one opportunity that Son last season, Son sort of in the past two, three seasons, seasons would have put away with ease. Um, chance in the first half when Kane put him through, clear on goal. And me and Charlotte were cheering like as if it had gone in. You know, it was one of those you thought, oh, that's gone in, that's a goal. That is a goal. Um, but he somehow missed it. He did. He sort of looked like he couldn't quite believe that he'd missed it. Um so it continues to be a kind of strange, frustrating season for Son. There's obviously an unbelievable footballer in there, but, you know, <laughs> who knows right now? Um, it's, it's a difficult one, but he's bright. He causes problems to the opposition. He keeps them occupied. So I don't, I don't think his presence is particularly harmful. It's just frustrating because we still compare him to what he was um, and it's always going to leave that question as to whether or not he's still capable of that uh, he set his own bar very high basically before we get on to Kane I will talk about Brian Hill because he came on and replaced Richarlison and that was a cameo from a player that looked like he wants game time he wants to play for us um, because yeah, he he got caught in possession a couple of times. He got knocked off the ball a couple of times, which is why I suspect he's not getting more time under Conte. We know Conte likes his big, strong lads. You just have to look at our team to see the sort of profile of player that Antonio Conte likes. And Brian Hill doesn't quite fit that mould. He, you know, he is a he is a diminutive footballer, um, and not in the way that someone like Luka Modric, who was also hard as nails and had that really low center of gravity and was just hard you know big fucking legs and like you tell just a fucking granite core um really hard to knock off the ball whereas brian hill you could see he kind of got he got knocked off the ball a couple of times but what he did have is a positive approach like dropping deep to pick up the ball and carry it forward with real menace real purpose I love the way he plays the ball with the outside of his foot. Um, I know that sounds silly, but it's just one of those little observations that when I see players doing that, especially on the break, when they're in their full stride and you just see them like, knock a ball forward with the outside of their foot, it's just so satisfying to see. Um, and there's, there's quite a lot of that from him. There was that like one little moment down where he, he lost the ball uh, outside our box, but tracked the player all the way down into the corner managed to retrieve the ball and then did that nice little skill to get out of there skinned a couple of players in the process uh, until he was fouled again he's he's an exciting player I mean <laughs> the annoying thing is when we were playing him a bit at the start um, I think it was Adam Adam Nathan who said that Brian Hill already looks like that player who's just never going to score for Tottenham. I think it was against, maybe it was like Pacas de Ferreira when he had like so many decent chances and they just weren't, I think he hit the post and the keeper made a couple of good saves and there was a couple that just went just wide. Um, 
but he's a positive player man he 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 is so clearly talented it would be so great if we could start to get something out of him because look you know if he could become an option instead of Lucas Moura because Lucas I don't know what's it I don't know if we've heard that Lucas Moura's out with some long-term injury um I'm not even entirely sure what it is it's, it's so you know basically if we can have Brian Hill in there um it would be nice someone else that can play football it'd be interesting to see what Hill and Kulisevsky could do either side of Richarlison in the middle if we wanted a real kind of rotated front three for a cup game or something like that um, I'd be quite here for seeing how that worked I feel like it could be quite nice um, but the, you know the point that remains from all of this is just how much we miss Kulisevsky I sort of cagely say our most important if not maybe our best player sounds a bit ridiculous because we've still got Harry Kane and I don't know how you really quantify who's our best player it just feels like in this moment if you like um, kind of the momentum or at least <laughs> in this moment being the end of last season it felt like Kulisevsky was just our main guy it felt like a really important player for us Um there's been the sort of the strangeness with Conte, his hesitance to play him for a lot of this year. Um, and obviously now he's got this injury that we initially said is a couple of games, but now I believe there's a more kind of cagey prognosis on it. Um, the sort of classic Tottenham injury update cycle. But we need him back. We need Kulisevsky back. Um but yeah, Brian, I, I hope I really hope we get to see more of Brian Hill. I really do. Because I think there's a really good player there. Um yeah, I'm not gonna campaign for it. I'm not gonna kind of say the the manager doesn't know what he's doing if he doesn't end up wanting to play. I mean, I'm not I'm not I'm not wedded to the idea of Brian Hill. Um because I can also see some arguments as to why, you know, we may not kind of use him like I don't know. I, I I would like to see him in an ideal world, but whatever. If we can get some decent money for him, if somebody does come back in for him, Valencia, whoever, then maybe we can just move on. But for now, I would like to see us try and use him. Um, Harry Kane. I uh, I don't think he's. I I think he needs a rest. I sort of said that at the top end about Richarlison being a rotation option for him. Um, I would maybe even go as far as to say against Brighton. I would start Richarlison, Hill and Son, maybe, if Kulisevsky's not fit. If Kulisevsky's fit, I'd be quite up for even trying Richarlison, Kulisevsky and Hill. That's not going to happen, is it, obviously? But I just don't think Kane was sharp. Um, there are a couple of opportunities where he got a ball kind of... I think one of the crosses, Son had a cross that... You know, the one where Kane ended up sort of in the net himself and maybe Son's cross wasn't the best, but there was another one. I think maybe it was another Son cross as well earlier on in the game in the first half that Kane just couldn't... Yeah, it was it was that Son cross. I think they worked it from a corner and Son whipped in an almost like Kulisevsky-type ball and Kane just couldn't quite get on the end of it. And to me, it was just indicative of Kane's overall performance, his... It just looks like he's not 
quite sharp and I just think he, maybe it's just accumulative fatigue like he plays a lot of games you know England never give him a fucking break uh, and Conte puts him in basically every single game and you can understand why it's Harry Kane you know but I do think it's starting to take its toll uh, and when we're looking at kind of October we're looking at the the schedule the way it is I don't think it hurts to start games with Richarlison up top and then bring Kane on sixty minutes or something like that for for a couple of for a couple of games. Um, just to and I'm not playing into any idea that I don't rate Harry Kane or anything like like Harry Kane is the greatest player I will ever see in a Tottenham shirt. I say that on many many an occasion. I know Harry Kane when he's on the pitch. There's always the opportunity for us to score goals when he's there. I just think at the moment we're not getting the best out of him because I think he's tired. I think he's overworked. Um, and I think a simple solution to two problems that we have, number one being Richarlison's lack of effectiveness out on the wing and Harry Kane's basically lack of match sharpness, lack of fitness, could be solved by just sticking Richarlison up top and building around him. Even if we just play two up top, Richarlison and Son, I don't know. Richarlison Kulisevsky maybe if Kulisevsky is fit I don't know how that would work but maybe it would who knows give it a go um, but yeah that's kind of that's about it tonight um, I don't know maybe I'll do another pod before Brighton I don't know we'll see it's up in the air we'll let the gods decide but yeah please if you have enjoyed it leave a review leave a rating on your chosen podcast platform um Thanks again to everybody who is supporting the show through the Buy Me A Coffee link in the bio on the Twitter page, Twitter profile, whatever, whatever way you want to call it. Um, it's much appreciated. Thank you very much. Um, I've also done a little poll on there. I'm sort of, you know, it, it's just an idea right now. It's literally just an idea. Excites and interests me as much as it absolutely terrifies me, and I think, oh god, this could be an awful idea, and I'd completely freeze on stage. But I'm kind of feeling like maybe it could do like a live show, and I was interested to know who, how, how much of an appetite there would be for that. I'm not going to force it um, if there isn't, but my thought would be after the World Cup. Pick an away game, find a decent venue in London where we can get, you know, whatever, an, an audience there. Me, a couple of different guests, two, three different guests. We can have a chat before the game. Everyone can have some beers, watch the football that will be screened at said space, then go in for a post-match pod with the same people little live show I don't know get a band or something there whatever it's just it's very it's, it, I'm just I'm just being completely clear with you you know I, I don't have anyone to butt heads with at the moment Raj is busy so you know you, you can help anybody that listens to this the solo pod you can be my muse you can you can give me some ideas or some tips if anybody has ever put on a live event or anything like that before. Anyone good with sound, anyone good at recording it, it would be nice to put it out as a recorded pod as well. Anything like that, any tips. And also just any if you are interested, if that does sound appealing to you, let me know. I've done a poll on the Rule the Roost 
Twitter account. So vote in that, let me know, and then I can start. If the, if it does feel like there's a genuine appetite there to do it, I can look at kind of making it a more serious thing and then try and prepare myself for that. Anyway, I'm going to bed. I'm absolutely knackered. Come on, you Spurs. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 